This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Glenn Tomrin and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Praise the Lord. And welcome to you that are watching online. Praise the Lord. We're happy you're here with us. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We have a good crowd here tonight. Praise the Lord. You know, I prayed that you would be, with, you would be here. The ones that are supposed to be here, to be here. And here you are. Praise the Lord. Happy to be in church? I'm happy to be here. Praise the Lord. I've been spending my whole day in my basement uh, preparing for tonight. And I've had a really good time. <laughs> you know, you serve a great God. You know that? And he's good. You know, he's so incredibly good. Any of you have any great expectations for this year? Oh, I see some smiles out there. I hear some amens. I mean, I believe by the end of the service, I think we're going to see some more smiles and some more amens. Praise the Lord. You know, it's all about how you look at it. You know, you can look at the world around you, or you can, you can look at what the Bible says. Amen. You know, if you look at what the Bible says, you know, you get happy. <laughs> because you serve a great God. You know, he's, um, I've just decided that 2023 is going to be my best year ever, ever. And you know what? I can have it. And why is that? It's because God is my father. And I've chosen to give him my life and to serve him. And because of that, the odds are in my favor Amen. to have a great year. And they are for you as well. You know, to step into some things that you haven't, you, you might have dreamt of them, but you haven't really stepped into it until this year. Hallelujah. Have you, have you thought about lately how big your God is? I mean, just maybe just go out. You know, pastor says, you know, sometimes he'll, he'll go out late at night. I don't know what he's doing outside late at night. But he's looking up at the sky, you know, and he looks up at the stars. And it's, it's his dog. But, you know, his dog is, is the avenue to get a glimpse of how big God is. Who would have thought? You know, but, you know, you go outside and you look at the stars and you're just like, you know what? He, he, he spoke this thing, all these stars, into place. He's a pretty awesome God. You know, when, when, when Amy's been pregnant, you know, she's been sending me these, these texts, you know, what's going on in the womb, you know, this week or whatever. And I start reading about what God is doing. You know, he said, I knit you together in your mother's womb. You know, when you start to look at, you know, what God does in a woman when she's carrying a baby, it is amazing what God is doing when he's, he's bringing a baby to pass. He's an amazing God. You look at some of the creatures that he's made, it's pretty amazing. You know, what, what, what kind of an imagination does somebody have to have to make a giraffe? Or a hippopotamus? Or an ant? Or a zebra? Or a whale? Or a shrimp? He's a pretty awesome God. He's got, he's got, he's got and he's got great taste. I mean, you look at the beauty. I mean, I just looked at the sunset last night. It was like fire going, going down. You know, and God did that just so you could enjoy it. He, he spoke this whole world into existence. And that tells me that he's a pretty amazing being. And he's your father. 
Now that ought to, that ought to put something in you that, that, that makes you expect, you know what, he can, he, can, he can take care of me. He can do some good stuff. And I believe that he's going to do some amazing things in your life in 2023. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about how you can set yourself up for, up for that. But you know, from the beginning, you know, when there, there, there's all this talk about recession. There's all this talk about, you know why? You know, you know what the news are? It's the devil's propaganda. That's what it is. Because it is, it is there to, to put fear in you, to put doubt in you, and to bring you down. That's why you might have to turn it off sometimes. You know, even from the beginning, and from Genesis chapter 1, you know, I'm going to read from verse 26 in Genesis 1. He says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. So he created them, and listen to the first thing he does after he created man and woman. He says, Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. That was the first thing that God, what was the first thing that God ever did when it came to man? He blessed them. And he said, be fruitful and multiply. And you know what? He has never backed off of those words. You are, you are blessed and you're supposed to be fruitful and you're supposed to multiply in 2023. Amen. When you follow God, you're never supposed to go backwards. You're supposed to go forward and upwards. Your, your life is supposed to have an upward tra trajectory. I understand that we have challenges sometimes, but with God, nothing's impossible. We're supposed to go straight through it. We're supposed to conquer it and keep moving. And in 2023, that's what God wants you to do. God is a God of increase. And if he was a God of increase then, he's a God of increase now, because last I checked, he does not change. And if you look at the original intent, you look at what he did for them in the garden, there was absolutely no lack in the Garden of Eden. You know, there was, he talks about there's gold there. You know, why would you talk about gold? Well, I think he did just because he knows we like it. You know, I think, I think God did all the beauty and all that stuff just because he likes it. And, you know, it says in John chapter 3, or it's in, it's, well, it's just one, one chapter. But it says, that, it says that God, he wishes above all things that you prosper and that you be in health even as your soul prospers. He wants you to prosper. He wants to bring you up. He wants to elevate you. He wants to bless you in every area of your life. And you need to believe that. You need to have that in front of your mind. Instead of all the bad news, you need to get the good news in front of you and look at the good news so that faith can rise in your heart. You know, back to looking up into the sky. We talked about God spoke the stars, you know, the moon and the sun and all that stuff into existence. But you know, when, you, when, you, when they start to tell you what, what's out there, it's just like, it's, it's not just, just a few stars, it's, it's, it's so much, you can't number it, you can't count it. And then they found out that there's galaxies upon galaxies. 
And then you find out that this thing is still expanding. And so your God is a God of abundance, of more than enough. I said he's a God of abundance, a God of more than enough. We're not supposed to just scrape by. We're not supposed to just scrape by. He created us in his image and in his likeness. And he, you know what? The words of God will empower you if you receive them. You remember Peter? You know, he came walking to them on the water, right? And then Peter is the only one who is bold enough to speak up. He says, you know, you know, bid me come. And what did Jesus say? Said, he said, come. Peter acted on that word and it empowered him to walk on the water. Well, the same is true with every other word that God says in here when he says for you to be fruitful and for you to multiply. Well, those words are empowering words if you receive them. I said those words are empowering words if you receive them. I might have to say that again because I see nobody's responding <laughs> at all. I said 2023 is going to be a good year. Amen. It's going to be a good year. You know, God created you for too much. So much so that you have to give to others. Let's read Psalm 23 together. Because Psalm 23 talks about where we are right now. And, and, and if you have any questions about what I'm preaching, you just get to the Word of God and you see it's right there, exactly what I'm talking about. And we really need to renew our minds about how God sees us and what He has empowered us to do. In Psalm 23, it says, The Lord, Jehovah, is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. And he leads me in the paths of righteousness. Why? For his namesake. You know, the paths of righteousness, when you follow him, he will increase you. If you follow him and listen to the voice of the Holy Ghost, he will increase you. And why is that? For his namesake. You know, he loves you, but he also understands that the more you increase, the more influence you'll have. The more you increase, you will have a place to speak into people's lives. The more you increase, you will be advertisement for how good God treats his children. Does that make sense to you? Verse 4 says, Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup, what? Runs over. It's not just full. It runs over. So quiet in here. I'm sure I'm on the right subject. Surely goodness, and I know I am, because when people are quiet, it's like, maybe I need to do something about this. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You know, goodness and mercy, you go into the Hebrew and you, see, you look at what that means. Wealth and prosperity shall pursue me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
You know, God wants the best for you. But he can only do what you can believe for. If you don't believe that he wants to bless you, that he wants to bless what you put your hand to, if you don't believe that he'll give you favor, then his hand is going to be limited to what he can do for you. He needs your cooperation for everything he wants to do in your life. Did you know that? Hallelujah. You know, in John 10, 11, Jesus calls himself the good shepherd. How do you know that a shepherd's a good shepherd? How do you know? Because he's got a nice robe on and he looks professional and he's got a great smile. No, you look at the sheep, don't you? I said you look at the sheep to see if it's a good shepherd or not. Well, he doesn't want his sheep to lack anything. He's the good shepherd. He doesn't want them to lack provision. He doesn't want them to lack any good thing. He actually wants them to be fluffy. And most of us fit that description after Christmas. And it's... (laughs) Well, I believe the Bible. How about you? I believe the Bible. This is nothing, you know, the, the so-called prosperity message, it's got a lot of, of bad rap, but, but I mean, how can you help somebody if you ain't got anything? How can you buy somebody a meal if you, you don't have enough to buy your own meal? How can you buy somebody some clothes if you don't have enough to buy your own clothes? How could you give somebody a car if you can only afford to get on the bus? Nothing's wrong with riding the bus. But God wants better, better. I just uh, uh, heard my mom talk about what they're doing down in uh, in Kenya at the Rama Kenya there, and they're teaching them that God wants to prosper them and teaching them you need to put your hands to something. And so he, they were showing pictures of of outside a church building, and you know, uh, like year after year, you know, and you could see, you know, was. A few bicycles, then some more bicycles, and, and then you start to see some mopeds, you know, and then you start to see cars in the parking lot, and then more cars in the parking lot. But God wants to prosper you. You know, the reason why there's, 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 there, there's, there's lack in places where there's natural resources is because there's a lack of light. The gospel has been hindered in those areas. The reason why, why America is blessed is because the gospel has gone forth in this nation from the beginning. And there's been revival after revival. We can thank God for everything we have in this nation. And that's what God wants to do with every nation. He wants to bring the light of the gospel in so that you can see that he wants the best for you. He wants to prosper you. If you put your hand to something, I will bless it. If you will dare to step out, I will bless it. God wants you to prosper And be in health, even as your soul prospers. But your soul, how you see yourself, how you see his ability in you, that needs to change first. And that's where the preacher comes in. To help bring some light, bring some revelation, so that you can grab a hold of it and run with it. And now you will be a light in your community. Praise the Lord. God has prepared some great things for you in 2023. You know, in Ephesians chapter 2, and verse 8, 9 and 10, I'm going to read those three. For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, 
created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God has prepared some things for you in 2023. God has laid provision down the path for you if you will follow him, if you will spend time with him and listen to his spirit, what he impresses on you to do, then there will be, there will be supply along that path. If you do your own thing, well, then, then he can help you. But if you listen to him, if you listen to the spirit of God on the inside of you, and if you do what he asks you to do, there will be provision. He did that for Abraham, he'll do that for you. And, and God revealed himself as the God who sees ahead and makes provision. That was when Abraham, you know, he was gonna offer up his son and then God brought a ram, you know? And, and, and there was provision, hallelujah. And the same thing is for you. In 2 Timothy chapter one and verse nine, who has, he says, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. So the purpose for your life and the grace that, that, that has been given you was purposed before the world began. It was purposed long before you were born. God has seen 2023. He's seen the end of it. He's seen 2024, 25. He's seen to the end of your life. He's seen everything you're supposed to do. And if you'll follow him, there will be provision. The Lord told Kenneth E. Hagin, he said, if you will learn to follow the voice of my spirit, be led by the spirit, he says, I'll make you rich. He says, I'm not opposed to my children being rich, I'm opposed to them being covetous. There's nothing wrong with having stuff. But if the stuff has you, you'll have problems, but that's not a problem with you, right? No, we, we just wanna prosper because we wanna be able to help people. Can I get an amen? Yes, it's nice to have everything you need, but it's much nicer to be able to help somebody else. Amen. It's much nicer when you don't have to even think about yourself. What you're looking for is, who can I help today? Who can I help today? Who can I sow something into today? Now that's fun. And God wants us to live that fun life, that life that is more than enough. And I believe you can step into some of that in 2023 if you follow the Lord and have faith for it. Praise the Lord. Can I get an amen? Come on, come on, get an amen. I like amens. You know, I like maybe, you know, laugh at my jokes, stuff like that. And so, <laughs> but, so how can we facilitate and help God do this in 2023? Well, in Isaiah 57, one, chap, one scripture I want to read to you, 57, 19, he says, I create the fruit of the lips. Peace, peace to him who is far off and to him who is near, says the Lord, and I will heal him. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God creates the fruit of the lips? Do you think God does something with what you say? Here's another one, Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 20. It says, a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. You think your lips are producing something? It's something. Next verse says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So we might need to watch what we say in 2023. 
What are you saying about 2023? Well, the economy is going south. Gas is high. I guess it's come down a little bit. Man, the price of groceries. It's so much. It's too much. For who? Are you on your own now? Are you your source? If you're your source, you're going to come short. What are you saying about 2023? What are you saying about your spouse? Oh, they'll never change. Can't believe I've kept up with them for 15, 20 years. Man, I've wasted my time with them. Better watch what you're saying. The devil will grab a hold of that. He said, that's right. Did you, did you, did you see what they did yesterday? <laughs> Remember what they said that time? <laughs> well, it matters what you say. It matters what you let yourself listen to because if you only listen to what the news say, but everything is going south, you're going to end up just wanting to get out of here. You don't just want to go home and see the Lord instead of doing what you're supposed to do. Change your neighborhood for Jesus. Change your state. Hallelujah. Let the name of Jesus be known. It matters what you look at and what you say. You know, if you look at all the the you know the prices of everything and the economy and all this stuff, we're probably gonna have a recession. Who? cares I ain't gonna have no recession in Matthew 6 and 25 it says therefore I say to you do not worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body what do you put on isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing look at the birds of the air for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, would it not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. You know, that's the God kind of life. Amen. You know, you, just, you pursue him. You pursue God. You pursue what he wants you to do, and then you will find that he will add these things unto you. I saw that so beautifully when, when I found Amy because I wasn't out there looking for her. I decided to be married, but I was just praising God because I knew that he had revealed himself to Abraham as the God who sees ahead and makes provision. And so I thanked him for his provision for me. I thank you, Father, for my wife.
I thank you, Father, for your perfect provision for me. And as I was pursuing him, effortlessly she came alongside and God introduced us to each other. And I knew right away, here we go. And God will do the same for you in every area of life if you will pursue him, if you will, if you will, if you will be led by the Spirit and have the, have the right heart attitude for what you're doing. Because a lot of times we get the cart before the horse, we seek, you know, how can we get all the stuff he talks about here up until verse 33 where he says, but seek first the kingdom. We seek all the other stuff and then we seek the kingdom if it fits in. Right? But then you get in the cart before the horse. You're supposed to seek him and then he will add it because then it's going to be so much less effort and heartache and toil. Does that make sense to you? Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, back to what we're saying. Just had to throw that in there. He said in Isaiah 57, he says, I create the fruit of the lips. Well, if you go back to, you know, this, this, this thing with, with watching what you say is, is huge. It is huge. It's, it's such a vital part of our faith. You know, in the beginning, how did you get saved? Well, let's read the scripture so you can, can come with me here. Some of you have heard this before, but you need to be reminded because it's a new year and you actually need to change something because it didn't work out in last year. So here we go. <laughs> Ephesians 2 verse 8. For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not a works lest anyone should boast. So you got saved by, by grace through faith. Well, in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 19, if I'm going too fast, just go back to the podcast, whatever, because we have a lot of cover, you know, cover some ground and, you know, then you can get all the scriptures. 2 Corinthians 5, 19 says, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. I'm going to read the Amplified to you here. It was God personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself, not counting up and holding against men their trespasses, but canceling them, and committed to us the message of reconciliation of the restoration to favor. So what Jesus did, he did it for the world. He did it for everybody. So people in the world, they, they really don't, you know, their sin and stuff, yes, it is a problem, but, but, but on the other hand, the only problem is that they haven't made Jesus Lord. Everything changed when you made Jesus Lord, and how did that happen? You confessed with your mouth. You believed in your heart, and you confessed with your mouth. So, so whatever is, is, is the same is with all the other provision that God has made for you. It's already been made for you, but you have to believe it in your heart, and then you have to confess it with your mouth. You know, Christianity is called the great confession. You know, the, the confession that Jesus Christ is Lord is the beginning of all that you are in Christ. But as you did that, you stepped into his provision. You stepped into all that he is. But you agreeing with the fact that Jesus already died for you. Are you following me? But this, this needs, you know, we, it, and the thing is, We've heard this so much in this church, but it needs to become something that we take very seriously. 
Because the things that we preach, it's not our words, it's the Bible. It's God speaking to you. And he wants you to get this so you can change your life. If, if, if death and life is in the power of the tongue, then death and life is in the power of the tongue. Which means it matters what you say. It matters what you let out of your mouth. And that comes from, from the fact that you're made in his image and his likeness. What if God flippantly said something? Man, we'd all be in trouble. Wouldn't we? He could utter one word and this, this whole planet would, be, would vanish and everybody on it. You're made in his image and I'm glad we don't have that kind of power. But we do have power over our lives and we also influence other people with our words. Does it make sense to you? Come on, you need to say amen. Come on. And confession really just means to say the same thing. And so what God needs to make 2023 an amazing year for you is for you to start to agree with him. Because he's already blessed you. He's already placed you in Christ Jesus, which is amazing when you start to think about it. When you start to think about what he has done for you, well, it says in Ephesians chapter 2 that it's going to take the ages to come for us to show how kind he has been to us in Christ Jesus. Well, I want to see some of that now. I want to step into some of that now. I don't want to, I don't want to wait until the ages to come. I want to, I want to make some difference right here in this life. Jesus is Lord. You know, in that confession that you made, Jesus is Lord, that transferred you out from underneath the authority of darkness and into the kingdom of God. You're no longer under his authority. You're no longer under the authority of, 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 of hell. You're under, you have bowed your knees to Jesus. Now Jesus is Lord. You're in a totally different kingdom and you can do some damage here in this life. Hallelujah. You know what Kenneth E. Hagin said about confession? He said this, he says, the confession of our faith is one of the most important, significant, and valuable teachings in all the Word of God. Now, that ought to get your attention. A guy who God raised up from a deathbed at 16 had a ministry that impacted the entire world and is still impacting the entire world even after he went home to be with the Lord. He says that the confession of your faith the confession of everything that your faith has given you is of the utmost importance. You need to get a hold of your tongue. Let's go to another scripture, James chapter 3 and verse 2. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also, is, so also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. You know, your tongue is going to be your rudder in 2023. That's a good word. It's going to set the course for where you're going this year. 
I've seen this in my life. It's, it's in, and I've, I've, I've done the wrong thing and I've done the right thing. And, and, and I see that if I don't watch my mouth, then I will hinder God with my words. He wants to bless. He wants to bring provision. He wants to bring healing and health, but he can't do it if I'm talking against what he says in his word. If I keep saying I'm sick, if I keep saying I'm weak, if I keep saying I, I can't do it, well, you, you have effectively bound yourself with your words. God cannot help you. But if you say, surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we seemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes I'm healed. Hallelujah, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in me and quickens my mortal body. The joy of the Lord is my strength, so I'm going to be happy today. Hallelujah. Today is going to be a good day, and I'm expecting good things to come down the path for me today. I am blessed going in. I am blessed going out. The blessing of the tither rests upon me. The windows of heaven are open. Because of my obedience to, to, to fall in line with the word of God. He rebukes the devourer for my sake. And no weapon formed against me will prosper in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus purges me effectively from every defilement of the enemy. The blood of Jesus keeps and guards my mind day and night. The blood of Jesus prevents deception, aborts every attempt of the enemy to deceive me. The blood of Jesus is my divine protection against all the fiery darts of the enemy. Yea, the blood of Christ is so full of life and grace, it perfects that which concerns me and reconciles everything in me to the perfect will of God. I'm confident of this very thing that he has begun a good work in me will complete it until the day of Christ. Hallelujah. I work out my own salvation with fear and trembling for it is God himself who is working in me to willing to act according to his good purpose. You can go on and on and on. Fill your mouth with the word of God and you will see that the Holy Ghost himself will take hold with you. Hallelujah. And you will activate some things that you haven't seen yet in your life. Amen. But he needs your agreement. He can do nothing without your agreement. So let's agree with him in 2023. What do you say? Isaiah 48, 17 says, thus, thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. Your path might not look like everybody else's, but it's got one for you. And it's a blessed path. It's a good path. And you see, he teaches you to profit. If you will listen to the Holy Spirit, he will teach you how to profit. And then another translation of that profit is to elevate you. He wants to make you advertisement of how good he is. In Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18, he says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's the kind of stuff that needs to come out of your mouth. Ha, ha, ha. You know, this walk of faith, we walk by faith and not by sight. You can't look at what the world is doing. 
You can't look at what, what, what media is telling you. You have to look at what God says. And then he'll help you navigate. You know, it's not that we're not denying, like Pastor said the other day, we're not denying that that's going on. But we're, 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 that's not our source. Our source is God. He will help us. He, he, he will help you to succeed in the most dire circumstances. You know, you look at some of these guys down in, down in, down in uh, uh, Nigeria, for instance. Oyedepo and, and Adeboya is two of these, these pastors down there. You know, started out with two empty hands. And in Africa, you know, most of them think that they have to come to America to prosper. You don't have to come to America to prosper. You have to find out what God says and go where he says for you to go. And they started out with nothing, but they grabbed a hold of faith. The faith that, 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 that the same, they listened to the same people we, we listened to. You know, they got their faith from, from Kennedy Hagan, Oral Roberts, T.L. Osborne, you know, all these people that went, went before us. You know, they grabbed a hold of that and did something with it. And it's just now we probably have to look to Africa to find faith. I'm serious. You know, when, when you have a, a church building that is a mile and a half long and a mile wide, and there's hundreds of thousands of people in your service, well, you must have done something. In Africa. Oyedepo built his church that seats 50,000 people, has four services on a Sunday morning, with money, he said, from inside Nigeria. Well, how about that? I was on a, I was on a, 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 a Zoom call uh, the other day, and and uh, I'm, I'm on the board of this ministry, and uh, and and one of them there is on the board is he's the uh, he's the director of Rayma Nigeria, and so you know the, the, this you know this guy that we're on his board he's he's starting a new church and and uh, navigating all those things you know. And so, and so, so, so this guy comes on and he, he kind of gives us his view and, and he said, you know, because somebody said, said that, well, you know, we just need to be good stewards of what God has given us, you know, and, and, you know, it's not about numbers, you know, and all that stuff. And he says, well, he says, I might probably be thinking differently than most people. He says, if the truth works for one person, why won't it work for 10? If it works for 10, why won't it work for 100? He says, if it works for 100, he says, why not a thousand? If it works for a thousand, why not ten thousand? And he says, We have five thousand students now at Raymond, Nigeria. And he says, but he says, I don't think that's a lot at all. He says, com compared to, to, to how many people is in this country, he says, I think we should have, have twenty million Rayma grads in this nation to preach the gospel. <laughs> well, he's one that has grabbed a hold of the heart of God. Because it's, it's, it's what if God has given you a whole lot more capacity than you see today? What if there's a whole lot more in you than you know? Well, as you seek him, as you spend time in the word, he's going to be able to open your eyes so you can see, so you can, you can start taking the limits off. Because if you look at what you have accomplished this far, you're looking in the wrong direction. Because then you always be limited by what you've done this far. But if you start looking to him, if you start looking to what he has put in you, then you realize that there's a lot of capacity in there. And you don't want to just use one talent if it's given you five. I said, you won't want to just use one if it's given you five. He's probably given you a whole lot more than what you've tapped into this far. Because with God, it never stops. He's a God of increase. How did he create the universe again? It's still expanding. 
thousands and thousands. I don't know when it started. It's still expanding. God is a God of increase. He just doesn't quit. He's, 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 he's more, more than the Duracell bunny. Is that the one that just keeps going? You know? Energizer. Energizer. There you go. He's, he's paid by them to say that. <clears throat> but anyhow. You know, God wants us to prosper. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen as your soul prospers. You start to see these things. But, but, but I think maybe first you just need to start to speak it even if you don't even believe it. You know you can score yourself into faith with the word of God. You put the word of God in your mouth even when your, your mind is screaming. So it's like, oh, no, I've always been. Shut up. You might have been a failure before, but you're not going to be a failure in 2023. Right. You're actually going to succeed in your endeavors in 2023. You can do, you're going to do over and above anything you could have asked for or imagined in 2023. Well, that needs to be in your mouth because God, you see, God is not limited to anything but the words of your mouth. He can help you. You know, I've, I've told people this so many times. You know, the most important thing is to be obedient with God. Because he can supply everything else, but he can't be obedient for you. I said he cannot be obedient for you, but everything else he can supply. He can supply grace. He can supply favor. He can supply ability. He just needs somebody to say yes. He needs somebody to say yes, and then he can supply everything else. Yes, it's going to take boldness. It's going to take courage. It's going to take you believing that God is as big as he says he is. Because he is bigger and more able than what we could ever imagine. Praise the Lord. You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 10 says, While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You know there's an unseen realm? You know that? There's an unseen realm. There's a lot of activity that are trying to stop you from accomplishing God's will for your life. They bring thoughts. They bring condemnation. Bring darkness, bring confusion, all those things, if they can. That's why it's so important to watch what you let in. That's why you need to stay in the Word, get the Word in, because the entrance of the Word gives light, gives understanding to the simple. In Hebrews 4.12 says, the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, right? It divides between spirit and soul, joint and marrow. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Any thought you, you come, you just, you just sift it through the Word of God. But anyhow, in the unseen, there's not just evil influences. There's, there's, there's angels standing by waiting for you to open your mouth. And this needs to be real to you. In Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 13, he says, But which of the angels has he ever said, sit at, ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? Are there not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who would inherit salvation? So the, the angels are sent to help you fulfill your mandate, what God has called you to do. And that's not just for ministers, it's for every child of God. If he's called you to make a great impact, you know, in, 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 in business, then there are angels that are standing by ready to help you. So, so how, how are they activated? In Psalm 103, chapter 20, it says, Bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength. 
who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. It says, bless the Lord, you his angels, I'm reading it again, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. So the angels heed the voice of the word of God. Well, they will heed the voice of the word of God in your mouth. They will stand by and wait. A lot of them are bored, I think. Just sitting, they're not having anything to do. Because we're not saying anything. We're not speaking the word. We're not saying my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory because we don't feel like it. We're not saying the Lord has given me an anointing power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant in the earth. That my God has blessed me with all spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. There's nothing I can't do. If we don't say anything, they'll be hindered. And this is also one of the, you know, and I'm just going to do a little it's not a side journey, it actually fits right in here. I see we have five minutes left, but. You know, on the day of Pentecost, you know, they were, they were, they were they, they, Jesus told them, you tarry in Jerusalem. You don't go anywhere. You tarry, you know, until you get endued with power from on high. And so what happened? The Holy Ghost came and he baptized them with tongues of fire. The initial evidence is speaking in an unknown language, speaking by inspiration of the Spirit of God. Well, there's a reason why God did that. He, he had the mouth involved, didn't he? The mouth is involved. Speaking, 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 speaking. So now you're speaking words inspired by the Spirit of God, bypassing your head because a lot of times you think too little. You think too little and, and you limit God. But if you, if you pray in another tongue, if you pray by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, you will not limit God. No, no, you will pray out his perfect plan. You will pray out his, his perfect purposes for you and your family and for what he's called you to do for your church and all those things. Words, words. Yes, you don't understand them. You see, you know, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, how be it in the spirit, you speak mysteries. You know, you're speaking to your heavenly father, but that doesn't mean that you're not speaking words that are accomplishing something. And Jesus is waiting in heaven. You know, he's the high priest of our confession. He's the high priest of what you say. And so he's waiting there until you say something that aligns with the word of God. But I can tell you right now, if you're praying in the Holy Ghost, if you speak in my inspiration of the Holy Ghost, it's gonna, it's gonna agree with the, with the one who inspired this whole book. He's not gonna contradict himself. No, so now you are, you, are, you are sending angels out on assignment and you're praying out the perfect will of God. And your head doesn't even know what you're doing. Well, that's powerful. And as part of you need to do that to see God's will in 2023. Thank you, Lord. God will perform his word on your behalf. He cannot lie. If you will put the word of God in your mouth and declare it boldly in the face of opposition, things will change. If you hold fast to the confession of your faith. If you will continually, continually confess the word over your body, you will receive your healing. I said you will receive your healing. Because God is not a liar. 
I said, God is not a liar. He always watches over his word to perform it. He just needs us to get it in our mouth, agree with him, and let it rip. You know, I heard uh, Pastor Mark Hankins, he talks about this, and, you know, as a pilot, you know, both me and Pastor can really relate, you know, talking about instrument flying. If you're not rated to fly in instrument conditions, it'll take you about 90 seconds, and you'll lose control of that airplane. You know, I, I, my, 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 my instructor told me to close your eyes and just keep it straight and level. And so, you know, I had a fixed pitch propeller, so I knew that if, if I hear the RPMs go up, I'm going down. And if they go down, I'm going up. So I'm trying to keep that. And so, but I opened my eyes. I can't remember how many seconds, but I was in a, in a nice bank, and I had no clue. No clue. No clue. No clue. And that's why it's so important that when you wake up in the morning, your instrument conditions, man, there's all this stuff going on in the world. There's all this stuff talking about the economy and all this junk. And if you just get up and you, you put on the news and you just feed on that, you're just like, you're going to be lost as a goose in a snowstorm. But if you will open your mouth and start to confess the word with, within 90 seconds or less, when you open your eyes in the morning, you will start to change how that day is going to go. And, you know, your daily routine is going to determine your outcome. Right? So what you do on a day-to-day basis is going to change 2023. So if you will get the word out, get some of these scriptures out that tells you about who you are because you are now in Christ Jesus, what he has done for you, and you start to declare that every day, your year will not be the same as last year. And you top that with praying in the Holy Ghost, the devil's got no chance. I said, the devil's got no chance. He can, he's not big enough. Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. You will actually expand. The devil's been trying to hold you back from expanding, but he's not going to be able to hold you back anymore because now you're pushing him out of the way. Because more is that it's with you than it's with them. Much more. Because you have God on your side, you've got angelic help on your side to fulfill what God has called you to do because it is of the utmost importance that you fulfill his purpose for your life. And it's a good purpose and it's fun to run with Jesus. Praise the Lord. It's 8 o'clock. Let's close our eyes. Father, we love you so much. We thank you, Father, for your holy, holy, holy written word. We thank you, Father, that you've called us with the It's a holy calling, you said, Father God. It's something that we should not take lightly. Yes, yes, yes. And the more, Father, emphasis we put on our calling, hallelujah, the more we'll receive, Father, from you. Because you said you will honor those that honor you. Hallelujah. And, Father, tonight we honor you. Hallelujah. We honor your word. And we thank you, Father, for calling us for this time and this hour. It's actually a great privilege, Father, to be here at the end of the age. With all of the word that we received, haha, and all that you've given us, Father God, the grace, the anointing to do your will and accomplish your purposes, it's a great honor and privilege, Father, to walk with you. And I thank you, Father, as we align ourselves, Father, with seek you first, the kingdom, and be led by your spirit, Father God, I thank you we'll step more and more into the grace and the anointing that you've given us, Father, to accomplish that purpose. Because, Father, we're, we're not rogue agents. We're not, we're not here to do our own thing. 
No, we're here to follow you. We're here to accomplish your purpose. Ha! Your purpose is greater. Your purpose is greater. Hallelujah. Woo! Than anything we could have asked for or imagined. Oh, Father. Oh, Father. Woo! Hallelujah. 2023 is going to be great, Father. Woo! Because we trust in you. Oh, we trust in you, Father God. And you're a good God. You take care of us in grand style. You're the good shepherd. And we shall not want, Father. Woo! We shall not want any good thing. And because it goes so well with us, Father God, we'll be advertisements for you. That you are good and your mercy endures forever, Father. And it's for everybody that will receive you as their Lord and their Savior. Hallelujah. Woo! Hmm. And if you're in this place and you feel like, well, I've come so short. I've come so short. No, there's grace. Great grace available. His blood speaks of your redemption. Hallelujah. He will redeem everything the devil stole. Hallelujah. None of us are perfect. Receive his grace and his mercy right now. Receive what the blood of Jesus will do for you right now. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. He will wash away all the failures, all the guilt, all the condemnation. Go in Jesus' name. Be free in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Mm. <laughs> oh, he's merciful. He's merciful. He's merciful. Yeah, yeah, no more condemnation. Don't let the devil steal anymore. Shut the door. Shut the door on the enemy. Shut it. Because you will find, as you seek the Lord, He will just reveal to you what the blood has done. What the blood of Jesus has done. Because the blood of Jesus was more than enough. Hallelujah. And it don't matter how many times you've failed. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus is more than enough. You need to confess. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus purges me from every defilement of the enemy. Oh, the blood of Jesus prevents deception and aborts every attempt of the enemy to deceive me. The blood of Jesus is alive and is so full of life and grace. It perfects that which concerns me and reconciles everything in me to the perfect will of God every day and in every way. I will fulfill my course with joy. I will do everything God has called me to do in grand style. Because Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Hmm. And Father, I pray that you, the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, that you through the blood of the everlasting covenant make everybody in here complete in every good work for doing your will, working in them that which is well-pleasing in your sight. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Oh, there is. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy.
Say this with me. 2023 is going to be a good year for me. 2023 is going to be a good year for me. <laughs> Woo! In 2023, there's going to be peace in my home. Peace in my home. Peace in my home. Glory. You know, I say a 32, I think it's 17, says the work of righteousness is peace. And the effects of righteousness is quietness and assurance forever. Woo! Hallelujah! Thank you, Thank you Jesus. You're so good to us. Woo! Thank you, Lord, for this year. <laughs> yeah, it's surely going to be a blessed one. It's going to be a blessed one. Woo! It's going to be a blessed one. It's going to be a blessed one. Hallelujah! Glory. You know, you can listen to the preacher being all, you know, excited about the word, but I'm going to tell you this. It is when there's excitement on the inside of you that you know you actually believe it. And you need to speak the word. You need to declare the word until there's excitement in your heart. Because it's the word that you believe and speak that'll come to pass. So you keep on speaking the word. You keep on, the, you know, you need to get some of these scriptures out. The ones that, that kind of just like, oh, jumps out at you a little bit. That's the Holy Ghost. And he's, he wants to show you something there. So don't just keep on going. <laughs> Write that one down and take it with you. And, you. and you get that in front of you and then you memorize it. And then you chew on it. And then you speak it. And then you meditate on it. And then the Holy Spirit will start to reveal to you what that means for you. And faith will rise in your heart. And now things will start to change. God needs you to open your mouth. It's not enough to just get excited about it. We saw that in Romans chapter 10. You need to believe in your heart and then confess with your mouth. It's not enough just to agree with it. No, you actually have to get to the point where you start to speak it. You start to declare it. This is the initial act of faith. I said this is the initial act of faith and many Christians never get even there. And that's why they wonder why are things not working out for me. Well, Brother Hagin said this also. He said, he says, if you don't like what you're seeing, check up on what you've been saying. You know, some of these people that really accomplished a great, great deal for God say some of these things. We need to pay attention. We need to pay attention. And we need to ask the Lord to help us to see the significance of these things because it's so easy that, you know, death and life is in the power of the tongue. It can just go straight over your head and you don't even pay attention to it. And then you keep on talking all the same junk. Then your life will be the same. But if we change our confession, we can change our life. Hallelujah.
It's so important. It's so important. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, you know, in this, this, this atmosphere, I could keep on going for quite a long time. You know, it's, it's interesting, you know, our services are just about this long and we just get to a place where there's great unction and we quit. You know, we, we finally get everybody on the same page and then we have to go home. Imagine, imagine what we could do if we had a little bit more endurance to stay in the presence of the Lord. Imagine what would happen if we would stay a little bit longer in his presence. Imagine what would happen if you got out of your mind and started tapping into the eternal one on the inside of you. Imagine what your life could be like. A lot of times we're too, too busy. Too much going on. I don't have time. Well, then you probably won't have time to do the will of God for your life either. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know? Maybe we need to get back to some of the things that was not when we used to have, you know, long services. Not just to have a long service. It is just so you can knock some of the crud off. Why do you think that there's, 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 there's increase every day when we have a conference? What do you think that is? Why? You get more word in you. You get more word in you. And now you, you put God first. And now, and now it increases, 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 and then you start to see some miracles. You know, Brother Hagin said he usually didn't start seeing any great miracles until the second and third week. <laughs> we don't get to the third day. And we, we wonder why we don't see things. Well, it's not because God has changed, I can tell you that. It's not because God's word has changed. It's not even because there's a different season, because God, people are hungry for the move of God. We're hungry for the move of God. There's nobody in here that's not hungry to see God move. But we can't do it in our own strength. A great man like Smith Wigglesworth, he would say this. He says, we need to continually be filled and filled again with the Holy Spirit so we don't draw back into a natural mind which, from which where we will receive nothing from the Lord. Just a little bit of encouragement here at the end. We need to give God room. We need to give God room. You know, the Israelites, everything was around God. Everything. He was in the center of the camp. He needs to be in the center of our camp. Praise the Lord. All right. I just want to help you. Because the thing is that if we don't seek him, he says, you don't near to me and I'll near to you. He's standing wanting to help. He's standing there with outstretched arms. He's standing, his spirit is there to help you. If you he said, if you acknowledge, if, if you will, just, just, just acknowledge me, will you? If you'll acknowledge me, I'll direct your path. If you would just let me, I'll do it for you. That's a lot of times where we lack because we just do our thing and then we get busy and then life just goes one day after the other. One, way, one day after the other. And that's not how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to increase. We're supposed to go upwards and forward with him and show this world how great God we serve. 
because he surely is a great God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, let's uh, round off for today and we'll, we'll take up an offering here at the end.